MLB trade deadline. What a big day for the Mets. Yankees, not so much. New York sports beat coming up. MLB trade deadline day for the Mets Yankees and there's a lot more to talk about with the Mets so let me start with the Yankees and get this off my chest because I almost (laughs) I I almost recorded something earlier in the day and was just going to play that during this because just I I just felt like I just had to get off my chest first and foremost and you guys can chime in whenever you want feel free Brian Cashman you guys both know me. You know how much I can't stand the guy. But he's he's clearly the worst general manager in all of baseball. And when you go back and you look at their dynasty teams of the late 90s, that's not him. He didn't build those teams. Okay, those were the general managers prior to him. All right, in 09, their last World Series, he went out. George Steinbrenner was still alive. He purchased CC Sabathia, AJ Burnett, Mark Teixeira. Okay. And they won the world series, but what prospect aside from Aaron judge, and I guess possibly Robinson Cano, who kind of was a little more of a surprise than anything. They haven't developed anybody at all. And there is absolutely no accountability for this team whatsoever. Last year was a subpar year. What do they do? They reward him and Boone with contract extensions. And I hate Boone too, but I think when you put the blame, you look at this Yankee roster, this is totally Cashman. Boone is what he is, and he's, he's not a good manager. We'll talk about that in a little while. But this is Ryan Cashman's roster. Now, they're in a position now where three and a half games out of the third wild card spot, so they were in a tough spot about whether you know they should be buyers or sellers, if you really want to think about it. But if as they're sitting down, I would imagine they're sitting down as a whole and they're discussing what their plan is going to be. How could they look at this team and say that they can compete for a championship? There's no way they should have been buyers. So I'm not upset with the fact that they only acquired two relievers. I would have much rather him have sold because now you're going to lose Harrison Bader in the offseason, um, you know, Wani Proctor or whoever. They were but, actually listening to uh, uh, listening to uh, offers for Bader. They were. And, and I, I heard they were um, pretty close with the Phillies, uh, but nothing ever came out of it. And, and Bader is actually not in the lineup tonight. So, uh, you know, when that lineup came out, it's like, oh, okay, here we go. At least have some type of direction. I mean, not to do really anything is is just it's unacceptable. At least in the Mets, which we'll get to in a little bit, they, you know, they made a decision. They knew what direction they're going to go in, and they did that. You know, they went ahead and did what they have to do. Now, but not just with developing players with the Yankees. It's it's their entire system. They mishandle prospects all the time. They hype up their prospects, but yet. They never actually bring them up. They keep them in the minors way too long. They get burnt out or they lose confidence because they're succeeding. You have guys succeeding in the lower levels. Guess what? They don't get promoted. 
You have a guy like Esteban Florio. They need an outfielder. Maybe they'll bring him up now. He's had his chances and he struggled a little bit, but he's only had, you know, 54 games total in the major leagues. He's batting 300 with 23 home runs in AAA. What more does he have to do? Let's bring him up now. Hopefully they do and see what he has, you know, has to offer. They just completely mishandle their prospects year in and year out. They don't want to trade their prospects for guys, and then they never end up panning out or even bringing them up to see what they have. And that's what I'm talking about when it, it, it starts with Cashman, probably Hal Steinbrenner to begin with, and then Boone. I mean, Boone last night, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, Domingo Herman was scheduled to start. Yes, I meant to text you about that today. Yeah, it made no sense. That is, that is totally a New York Mets move. That was so stupid. <laughs> no, no yeah. sense. So scheduled that's, that's to start. That's embarrassing. That's got to be embarrassing for a franchise. Yeah, and supposedly he had armpit discomfort earlier in the week. He went out, he threw a couple of pitches. He said he's good to go, but they said no. We're not. You no, know, this is Boone's call, I believe. We're not going to start him. They bring in Brito to start the game. Maybe it was a showcase. I don't know. Um, Brito sucked. He gave up four home runs, and then you bring in Herman, who pitches five scoreless innings. Like this team is a complete disaster. And that's why, like, I'm, I'm just so fired up because at least, and I know, you know, um, Eric, I know, you know, Yofo, you guys as Mets fans, you saw what happened today, and we're going to get to that. But there is at least a direction. I'm like, this is just unacceptable. And if you're on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is right now, and I, you know, I have a lot of followers and they follow me, the Yankee fans, and everyone's in the same, everyone's saying the same thing. We're just tired of it. And there's no accountability. And the reason is this very simple. It comes down to this. And I tweeted this out. Is it still called tweeted out? I don't even know if it's still called that anymore. Uh, you, maybe X. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're second in attendance on the season. They had 43,000 people in the stands last night. That's, that's so, all they care about. Exactly. So as long as that happens, nothing is going to change with this organization. Nothing. Yeah. If I can jump in here, Piazza. Of course. Um, uh, Hal Steinbrenner is obviously running this team completely different than the way Jordan. And I think that's where the issue is. You think it's Cashman. Um, and Met fans will think it's Billy Epler. But let's not forget who writes the checks for these teams. So you have Hal Steinbrenner not wanting to go over certain tax thresholds. And I think that's what's, and that Josh Donaldson trade and his contract is hampering. They, and they've wasted, they've thrown money away on a uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, mm-hmm. which I, I don't know if he's still on their payroll, but I know that's something that, that, that they don't want to revisit. So you've got Stan's contract and I don't know what happened to him. And you have Donaldson's contract that's holding them down. So I think that's where the issue is. And Cashman, and as it's been said on the radio that Cashman will have a job tomorrow if he gets fired. Tonight. That's what Michael K says. But after this, I'm not yeah. so certain about that. And and Aaron Boone is a whole nother issue. Because what happened yes last night, he should have been fired. If that was completely his goal, he should be fired. Yeah. Yeah. And his press conferences are all the same. It's we have to play better. No shit, you gotta play better. But but your decisions aren't helping either. I think yeah, a big part of the Oh, so let me jump in real quick. I think a big part of the problem is that they just keep making the playoffs. So yes. you continue to make the playoffs and you have these teams that are just kind of like thrown together. They're not given that opportunity or they're not taking that opportunity to bring up 
that young prospect to mm-hmm. put him in the lineup. And I think that's that's kind of like the expectation that Yankee fans are expecting. They want to be in the playoffs every year. They need to buy into the fact that it's time to well, because they are though, Eric. They are in the playoffs every year. Right. But that's but the problem. Need- is is there the mandate is in championship or bust now? And the mandate is let's get into the playoffs regardless of how and, and they're making that according to them money. it's a crapshoot. But they still get into it no matter who they have on the field. You know, any they put they put all these unknown guys together, but they don't elevate their prospects. So I think they're so focused on just trying to make the playoffs that they kind of leave those guys to the side. And then when they did try and do that whole rebuild, it was the year of Greg Bird and Aaron Judge and all these guys. And then it turned out none of them really panned out except for Aaron Judge. And they still ended up having a great season. So it's yeah, well, that was a surprise. Yankee fans. I don't think we'll ever truly buy into a complete rebuild, or at least the media won't buy into a cr- complete rebuild for the Yankees. Well, I don't think it would have to be a complete, a complete rebuild. I mean, like you said, in um, what was that, uh, 16, 17, where they traded, uh, you know, Chapman and, 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 and Miller and they, you know, got rid of A-Rod, they brought up Judge and stuff didn't like that. they get Chapman back the very next year too? They did, yeah, yeah. Which is why they should have traded Bader, because if they really wanted him back, you could sign him again in free agency. You know, I mean, because I, I just I, I can't stand when when teams lose guys for nothing, you know, especially when, you know, you, like you look and you're not winning a championship with this team. You might you might get that third wild card spot, but you're not winning a championship. Every single team you're battling with just got better at this deadline. Every single the team, Yankees. the Angels, the Rangers. I mean, every team. The Orioles made some good moves today. The the Blue Jays made some moves. So yeah, you acquired two relievers, but everyone else got much better. I think but I heard that every team in baseball made some type of deal. And the Yankees were the last ones. Yep. Yankees, were, <laughs> yes, it was. It was every team except the Yankees, and then they made one at like actually they made two. I was looking at here, there was something came up where they got another reliever from Texas. Um, you know, the Mets also had a, a very late announcement. Yeah, uh, DF, yeah Mets, picked up two, Mets picked up two of these. Yeah. For cash. But for cash, cash is right. Thing. Yeah, which, which, which we'll get to. So, I mean, that's it's just it's just frustrating. But, I mean, it's like we said, it's not going to change as long as these people, these fans, and I haven't gone to games. And I'm kind of doing that on purpose because I don't want to fall into that because I'm so upset with the organization. But at the same time, I do want to bring my daughter to a game because she's never been. But I'm, I'm, I'm holding out right now. I'm just because this is what they don't care. This is not George Steinbrenner who cared about winning more than anything. This is house team. And clearly it's about the money and not, and not winning. I think the Yankees are a victim of their own success where they've had so much success for so long. They make the playoffs every year, right? They get that playoff money that maybe the, 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 the fire to win a championship isn't there like it was with George. Hal's obviously not that competitor, but when you're in, you're competing every year, you're in the playoffs every year. Ultimately, you make that playoff money every year. So, you know, Hal Steinbrenner's his checkbook looks good at the end of every year. So, where is the impetus to make any moves that's going to really push them over the edge? Where, and then you have the analytic side to it, where they think that their people. <laughs> Their people know everything. Don't even get me started on the analytics. <laughs> yeah. So they think they're in a good position to win. But if, if, they're, if they're guys like if Stanton plays in the back of his baseball card, if 
her mom played to the back of his card consistently. You know, and that's that's where the Mets fell off this year. So if they did that, then they would be in a better position. But there's no real, there's real no impetus because I think as a Met fan who hates the Yankees, outside looking in, I think they're just content with making the playoffs. And and I think they think that most of their fans are happy with that as well. The majority of their fans, not well, you. They're not Rich, paying but, attention. Well, then they're not paying attention to social media. I'm telling you that much. But yeah, but you're right. I mean. Because, like I said, three and a half out of wild card, unless these guys like Rizzo and Stanton are just completely washed, you know, they should play better. That, that's, you know? that's that's hard to believe, though. Right, that, and I agree, and I don't think they are. But but they should play better. Gleyber Torres should play better. You are getting, you know, Nesta Cortez back. You know, you're getting some bumping up. So there is a chance that you have a better team. It's still not a championship team. And they went into this season without – a left fielder and Brian Cashman acknowledged in the offseason that yes, he needs that a left was, fielder and he didn't get was, one and he still didn't get one. Yeah, Tommy Pham could have had Tommy Pham. I actually would have been okay Cannon. with I would have been okay with either of them. I would have right. been okay with either of them. Honestly. Just something. If not, now you gotta bring these kids up and you know you gotta bring Florio up and you gotta let him if he's gonna struggle, let him struggle. At least you know. But he's he's out of options. So if he sucks and you and you send him down, then you're gonna lose him and like he's he's 25 years old. He's had he's had a cup of coffee, but he's tearing it up in Triple A. Give the guy a chance. You know, it's, I don't. I never understood that. And the Stanton contract is probably the biggest thing that has hindered this team. There was an overreaction to losing Otani, um, and because of that, you lost out on Bryce Harper. You lost out on on, on Manny Machado, guys that actually wanted to be a Yankee. But no, that contract held you back. And again, you know who's that on? Wanted, he wanted to be. a Yankee. Bryce Harper wanted to be, yeah. And that's on Cashman. That's Cashman. So Bryce Harper's nothing special anymore either. Right. He's, he's <laughs> battling some injuries. He's not, he's not, he's not the bright like the name right. brings a little bit more um firepower than his, his play on the field. Right. I feel like whenever the, you whenever you sign a big contract, it's like a death sentence because these guys maybe got two more years and then you just start to see the decline. Yeah, I, I don't understand what's the the these long-term 10-year, 11-year contracts yeah. drives me crazy. I don't want I don't want Francisco Lindor playing short stuff for 10 years. Yeah, I was I wanted to get into that. So maybe when we talk Mets in just a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm 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 pretty much done with the Yankees. I just I just had to get that stuff off my chest. And I was actually a lot calmer just now than I was uh thought I might I might be. So <laughs> I'd like probably, to see you fired up and do a do a Don LaGreca rant. That's what you need to do. <laughs> if, if I recorded earlier and just played it, that's Probably what it would have been like. I think I had time to calm down. I guess as you know, having you guys here, just uh, I, I was able to all right. But so, so that's one, the Yankees. One, hold on, I got one more Yankee question. Go ahead. Uh, Nestor Cortez is he a Brian Cashman um, prospect or where did he come from? He's been around. Um, I don't know where he started. I don't. I don't. He okay. did not start with the Yankee organization. If he did, I know he's been traded by the Yankees a couple times and like let go. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. So if he did start with the Yankees, um, you know, they didn't develop him once or anything like that. But no. Okay. But that's the thing. He, you know, he'll find these guys like He's Cortez. Good at that, he is, but but it's not it's not long term. Like Clay and Holmes. Now Clay Holmes is exactly. Where, but that's what, that's what preve- prevents them from bringing up these other guys. Bingo, bingo. Is you get you get a good year. You find these guys. You make a great deal. 
Jose Trevino last year, right? Yep. Uh, you know, low, you know, low, low move from he Texas. Sucks, he came in. He sucks this year. Yeah. He was an all-star. So now it's 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 like now in their minds, okay, well, we have this guy, we have this guy. No, these guys have a track record, you right. know, for a reason. These aren't who they are. You can't they can't bank on, well. that, on them repeating those seasons. They do. So that because their track record is a lot longer than one season. Well, because of analytics, so there you go. Analytics, there's, yep. there's that word again that I I I, <laughs> I, I twitch when I hear it. <laughs> All right, let, let's shift over to the Mets because the Mets, there's a lot to go on with the Mets, and so it started with David Robertson um, a couple of days ago. They got a couple of minor leaguers uh, from uh, Miami. Uh, a couple of days later, it was the big one, Max Scherzer, and that's something story that we gotta get into. I don't know if you guys heard about that from. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you know, but the prospect they got for Scherzer uh, is a, is a top fifty MLB prospect, Luis Angel Acuna, the you know younger brother of Ronald Acuna. Uh, so that's that's a good trade right there. I, I actually really like that trade. Yeah, I do too, actually. And then you have you know Marcana went to the Brewers, and then of course today you know aside from um, Tommy Pham, they also you know a Delta reliever uh, Dominic Leon. Dominic Leon. Justin Verlander was the big one, and <laughs> when you look at Justin Verlander, they're basically eating $84 million in a sense to trade these guys. So I remember all these years from people like you guys, Yankees are buying championships. Yankees are buying championships. Well, now the Yank, the Mets, I've, I've were, said that plenty of times, were trying to buy a championship and now they're buying a farm system instead. So I don't know. Um, what do you think, Eric? Go first. What do you think about? Whichever one you want to talk about in general, all the trades. I love it. I completely love it. This was a lost season. The team failed expectations. It was an abomination, what we saw at the beginning of the year. The pitching was terrible. The hitting couldn't hit. Now we need to bring up these guys that we're able to bring up to give them a chance to play. But you're talking about the Mets eating this money. And I understand that. One, it's not our money, so who cares? But secondly, that money was going to be gone anyway, whether these guys stayed on the team or if they're gone. So let's pretend that they're on the team for another year. I think Steve Cohen stated it as that's money that's already been spent. So he's not even worried. Like those contracts. He did say that in June. What are they going to – I mean, they were going to spend that money anyway. What were they going to do in 2024? Are they going to win a championship? I don't think so. I watched Max, Max Scherzer this year. He looked like a shell of himself from last year. When he got to the end of the year last year and pitching those big games, he was terrible. He had a couple of nice games this year, but he was, as we talked about last uh, podcast, he was going downhill. He's been giving up home runs at a crazy rate. Verlander just kind of got into a groove, but if they kept just one of them, I don't think that's going to do anything either. So I'm kind of happy that they decided, you know what, we're just going to go out and trade everybody. I don't like the fact that they traded Robertson first because they could have waited and gotten a lot more. However, I think that trade of Robertson is what led to everything else because Max got so pissed. Yeah, it kind of opened the door to everything else. And yeah, that's where they went. You know, and and Max, you know, we can talk more about him in a little bit. But I was texting with a friend earlier, and he was not thrilled with Max. You know, just shut your mouth and leave. You've been terrible here. Who are you to go out and start to air everything? That the GM and Cohen said that that might be one of the biggest leaks in like sports in general in, in, in recent times, if true. Right. And, and again, it happened and it happened like that. It didn't happen right. like a month or two from now. 
so 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 what if i mean yofo you want to tell us what what that quote was and what yeah said? I, I will i will read it to you but one thing with that you know you got to take a conversation that two people have in context right we don't know the context of that conversation but the way it was the way it was reported um max says i talked to billy i was like okay are we reloading for 2024 he goes no we're not basically our vision now is for 2025 2026, 25 at the earliest, but more like 26. We're going to be making trades around that. I was like, so the team is not going to be pursuing free agents this offseason or assemble a team that can, can compete for the World Series next year? He said, no, not signing up our echelon guys, blah, 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 so on and so forth. Uh, basically said that they're not looking to compete. I, I hate to say not looking to compete, but they're not looking to win or they're not going to Yes, yeah. I hate I hate saying that. But now of they course. could also get in trouble for that. I mean, honestly, they could if 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 this quote is true, MLB might have a problem with that because that would eliminate one of the biggest markets and one of the richest owners from pursuing a free agent such as Otani. And right. which I still think they're gonna do. I, I I really do. I mean, agents in MLB are gonna have a problem with that. You know, so there could be some type of investigation, quote unquote. Um, on that, because because you, you can't you can't publicly, and I know they didn't you know do so publicly, but a player did um, take yourselves out of a running for a free agent like that. You can't do that. But also, um, I, it's also been spoken about today that that they think that Billy Epler might have just been saying whatever they needed to say right. to get Max to agree to the to to a, to the trade. And if that's Which the case, that's a brilliant move. Yeah, it's 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 a good move, um, and I do like the return they got. That kid, if he's uh, if he's anything like his brother, then the Mets definitely uh, <laughs> definitely scored there with a, with a good deal. He's a shortstop, correct? He's played short. He's played second. He's played some outfield. Right. Um, he, I don't know if he's going to play short with the Mets with Francisco Lindor in his twenty year contract. But and plus, and well. we have Ron, Ronnie Mauricio in the minors too, who they're still you know. Yeah, Ronnie's, Ronnie's not going to be playing. Uh, short stuff. I yeah. see him. I think it'll be more at second base. Jeff McNeil and move Jeff McNeil. Maybe that'll happen later this year. But so, for Max to right. go public with public with that is a uh, is not cool. But it's Max is cool always but Max has always been a talker. Max always speaks his mind. Um, maybe uh, Billy Apple should have been more discreet with what he was saying to Max if this conversation really happened. Or perhaps even you know who knows if Scherzer knew that. He was on the record, you know, maybe he was just having a, con- you know, whoever leaked that conversation, maybe, you know, he, it was just a, you know, a personal relationship with somebody that had a conversation and this guy, you know, this reporter leaked it, who knows. True. But if that's true and they're not going to look to compete next year um, and 2025 at the earliest, what do you do with Pete Alonso? I next think you year? extend him. You got to extend him. You got to make him the centerpiece. He's the core of the team. You have to you a power hitter like Pete Alonso does not come around every day. And you need a, a bat like that in the middle of your lineup in order to have some type of success. So I'm extending Pete Alonso. There's no way I'll let him ever play for another team. At, at 30 years old, Eric? I'm you feel uh, how old is he? He'll be 30 after next season. Really? Oh, I didn't know he was that old. Still, I'm extending Pete Alonso. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, I think you have to extend him. And you're going to build around him, Lindor, McNeil, Senga, 
Diaz, Alvarez, Beatty. You know, those those are the guys you're building around these players now. That's that's the decision that you've kind of made. So you have to be all in. And I think that, you know, when they're saying they're not going to compete, you know, like we got to take that with a grain of salt. Like mm-hmm. they're going to go out there. They're going to put you, you don't know what's going to happen with these young guys. Like they're not going all in to win a World Series. That's what that, you know, essentially means. Looking at the pitching staff, I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, Senga might be the number one. Um, right now he is, right? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm talking about next year, too. There's, and that, that was one of the points I made last podcast was if you trade Verlander and Scherzer, that decimates your starting rotation because McGill isn't it. Peterson, he's been pitching well out of the bullpen lately. But uh, he's, is, he, is he a starter? Is he No. You, so, and they – they they actually just promoted their number one pitching prospect to uh to double A, mm-hmm. so there's some progress on that end. But they don't have a deep um deep farm system when it comes to pitching prospects. No, they don't. So and I I think that you could definitely see some prospect or somebody moved for a young attainable starting pitcher. You right. know now that you have Acuna in the system, you have Mauricio, you have some other little shortstop type middle infielders. Like they drafted they, shortstop Jet Williams. Uh, yeah, you could trade somebody for a catching prospect, a young pitching prospect to kind of start to bring up and develop more. You you do have you do have a good farm system. I mean, you just added some more to it, but you know you do have you know Mauricio. Um, uh, what do you say, Jet Williams? Right? Um, yeah, Jet Williams. Yeah, there's you know you do have a couple top 100 uh, guys. You know the uh, Luis Angel. And Alex Ramirez was an outfielder. Yes. He's not getting. Right. He's not. He's, he's not getting too much hype. He's, he's no. probably like a fourth or fifth outfielder. But he's also, you know, he's a he's something that we can trade down the road. But if you're looking um, ahead, it, it's going to have to be a trade. So like, it's a smart move to you know add some depth in your farm like they did you know the past week. But if you look ahead to next year, aside from Otani, there is not much available free agent pitcher wise. I guess the best one would probably be um, Julio Urias from the Dodgers. He's an undrafted yeah. free agent. You know, he's he's going to be 27 years old. That's not bad. Aside from that, you know, I'm looking Blake now. Snell. You know, it's Blake uh, Snell who Blake, is, he's been yeah. solid the last two years. So I mean, he's been the last few years. Mm-hmm. And just trying really, to get these guys to come here, knowing that we're not competing. That's <laughs> why when, what Scherzer said kind of messes things up. Yeah. yeah, you know, because if if players don't think they're trying to compete, then who's going to want to come? That's a great point. There just aren't top, you know, top stars. Right. These are like, these are like three or Otani. three or four. Right. I mean, Julio Urias would probably be maybe a one or two. Um, he's he's super talented, but then you know, then you're going down to the you know the, the uh, threes Giolito. and fours like Giolito. I was just about to mention Met, Met's, Met's Sonny Rock Gray. Sunny Sunny Gray can't pitch in New York. We know that. <laughs> Now, let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question. Let's say this was all said just to get Max to approve a trade. If the Mets went out and they signed Otani this year, would they be able to compete in 2024? With Otani, and I I think it depends on how um, guys like Vientos develop this year. Guys like Beatty continues to develop this year. Otherwise, you're going to have holes in that lineup, you know? It, it's it's not a good free agent market in general, at all. Right. But well, if, if, if they sign Otani, right? So then you have Otani and Senga as your 
I guess, one, two, one, two. And then you can bring in another pitcher to be a three. I mean, they still have Quintana for another year. Um, who knows yep. who ends up being a fifth pick pitcher? You know, they could swing a deal for somebody. Carrasco's going to be gone. Too bad they couldn't trade him. Right. Like, it would be, it would just be interesting. You know, like, I don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, that I think that kind of would put them back in the mix. To They'd be a, right around the playoffs, and you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, because you're adding a pitcher and a bat at the same time. So that's and having line. and having Edwin Diaz back. Yeah, I think we we kind of forgot the impact yep. that losing him had a tremendous impact on the Mets bullpen this season because it extended those guys that weren't supposed to be extended. Like you didn't want Adam Adovito pitching certain parts of the line. Um, you didn't want um, guys like Dominic Leone, who actually wasn't too bad. You know, and Drew Smith has hasn't um, pitched as well as we expected him to pitch. Thankfully, David Robinson was fantastic, but it would have been nice to have Robertson and uh, and Diaz as an eight nine. That well, yeah, that was that was the plan. And all, all you got to worry about is is our starters going five, maybe six, and get an inning out of Brooks Raley, who's been fantastic this year. Right. And I'm glad they kept him. So let, let's let's look at Verlander. Um, I know Yofo, you've said that you want to keep Verlander yeah. at least for the rest of this year. Um, so you traded him back to Houston. You got um, a couple outfield prospects, Houston's number one ranked prospect and a number three or four ranked prospect. Um, now Houston's farm system isn't very good anyway. So, you know, these aren't really top. I know I've seen a couple of conflicting reports. We talked yeah, about I've this before. Yeah. I, I've seen that not in, in any top 100s. And I saw that baseball prospectus has them, has um has one of them at like 68, but that was a preseason. I, I don't know. It could be a preseason ranking. Um, but I think you were, you kind of hamstrung with Justin Verlander because of the no trade clause. So it seemed like, you know, he had his eyes on, on Houston all the way. Um, who knows? I know the Dodgers were interested. They have a pretty deep farm system. I think that in a, from a Mets standpoint, that would have been the best bet. You probably get some, some top. Yeah, they, there, they wanted that. Uh, they wanted that pitcher. I forget his name. Miller. But, no, Miller. it wasn't Miller. It was uh, I forget his name, but they wanted their top pitching prospects. Mm-hmm. And and um, I was arguing with a friend of mine today, and the only reason why he went to Houston because, like you said, it wasn't really a prospect match because they the the Astros no longer have that deep farm system that they used to have. Right. But that's what Ver, that's where Verlander wanted to go. So you know he's not going to waive his no trade clause. Honestly, I, I wanted to keep Verlander not only for this year, but for our rotation for next year. Because you can't win without solid starting. So even if you didn't plan to win this year and you were mailing it in and you were going to sell off some pieces, at least going forward next year, you know that at least you have that anchor in that rotation to start the season next year. Yeah. But that being said, I was um, watching some highlights and some of these uh, these two prospects. Uh, what's his name, Rob? Uh, Ryan Crawford, was it? Clifford. Clifford, yeah, Ryan Clifford. And uh, the other one, the number one prospect. You mean Uh, Drew Gilbert? Drew Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah. Drew Gilbert. uh, On SNY uh, today, they were comparing him to uh, Lenny Dykstra. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah, with a little bit more power without the steroids, Lenny Dykstra. Well, if, if, if you go just from this trade deadline, you now, according to MLB.com, you acquired three of your top six prospects now with uh, Luis Angel as number two, 
Drew Gilbert, who they got from Houston and four and Clifford at six. So, and the, yeah, the kid from the Marlins too, is like their seventh prospect. Marcus, oh, whatever. He's Mar- like Marco Vargas. Marco number Vargas. nine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's like yeah. 17 years old. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a ways away. He's a ways right. away, but yeah, he slides in at number nine. So, you know, they did, you know, their top 10 improved and that, you know, that could be used for, you know, whether you are rebuilding, looking ahead for a couple of years or for trades. You know, hopefully I mean, I'm they happy with, I'm happy the, with the prospects from Houston. I know they don't have a great farm system, but I think to get two guys that can make an impact is. A and I think problem. Houston's track record with developing players and and knowing which ones to draft and turning them into, you know, that good players. I think that that says a lot about these two outfielders coming out of Houston. So. Right. Remember, we also got J.D. Davis from Houston, too, that, you know, I was not happy when the Mets traded him away last year. You know, he was like a perfect guy that you could. I mean, did he have a real spot? He wasn't great at third, but he did a serviceable job. He just needed consistent at bats. Right. But he could hit. Right. You know, he could right. hit. He was a good club clubhouse guy. He was young. Houston just didn't have room for him. Right. So, like, I was not happy about that at all. So I think. You know, I'm hoping that these two guys, I know that they're, they were saying that they were more upset about giving up the Ryan Clifford guy than giving up Drew Gilbert. That, well, Gilbert's a little, he's smaller. Yeah, he's 5'9", um, I think. He's 5'9". Yeah, Clifford's, nine. Like Clifford's yeah, he's, 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 he's more prototypical outfielder. Uh, I think it was Gilbert, though, who had the walk-off grand slam in the yeah, NCAA tournament, yeah. right? For Tennessee, yeah, yeah. 2021. They're both, they're both supposedly right, raking in the minors, so. What's sad about this whole thing is is this like what we're doing now you know as we're just starting up on our second show together it just sucks that we have a you know the Mets and Yankees are just not very good right but you know what that's good because that leads to football season and then we can focus on the Jets right which is pretty much what we're going to be talking a lot about would be the Jets and the Giants right you know for the most part um and it looks like he's he's trying to hear something uh I was going to say we'll move in. I don't know if he has anything else to say about the match, but we could move on into uh, onto the. Uh, are you are, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Someone's still they're still trying to send extend the warranties on cars. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the, what the fuck? I just got it. Doesn't need to extend the warranty. <laughs> I was I was just saying, would, it, it sucks that like you know. This is the year as we start the show and everything that the Mets and Yankees that was supposed to be so good are so bad. So a lot of, uh, you know, the next few months are going to be all centered around Jets and Giants primarily. Well, the, the Mets are cursed. So that's why I knew when everyone was talking World Series for the Mets this year, I knew it wasn't. I had a feeling and I was never on that, that World Series train. I had a feeling it wasn't going to go well. Just the way last season ended with a, they brought back the same offensive team. And those bats went silent in September and in October. Wasn't necessarily worried about the pitching, but that was my concern coming into yeah, the show. I know, I know that feeling. So um, I guess we could shift over here. We're at the 38-minute mark, so we could shift over a little bit. Not much going on in giant land. Um, you know, Daniel Jones does look good. You know, they have Saquon there. Um, the last taken care of. Like I said, I, I really haven't heard much coming out of Giants camp. Everything seems to be pretty Well, they, they've got that they've got that rookie wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Yeah. Who has been absolutely killing it from what I what I what I've been reading. 
Yeah. And he was a stud in Tennessee. I watched, I watched a couple of his games last season. The dude was a beast. He had like 15 touchdowns last season, I think, for Tennessee. And apparently he's jumping jumping up the depth chart from he was working with the threes and now he's getting getting some action with the twos and the ones. Well, he so, has to because they have like 15 slot receivers. Yeah, well. <laughs> Everyone that's he's, signing is a slot receiver. He's he's, he's going to – I don't think Cole Beasley's going to – <laughs> Sorry, it's all right. Cole Be- I don't know why they signed Cole Cole Beasley. I don't think he's going to be there for the long term, long haul. He might just be no. there to maybe maybe a punt returner or something. But um, but Daniel Jones to 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 Hyatt could be a could be a thing. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting to think about. We'll keep hyping him up. I want Eric to uh, draft him. Um, <laughs> in a, on, on a fantasy league, he won't he won't be he won't be an early round draft pick. But you know, just keep eyes. No, we- we do auction. We don't have rounds. Oh, we're really? big boys. Yeah, we're yeah. big boys. Oh, I'm sorry. I I can't. Yeah, I can't live in that world. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, au- auction at Dynasty. This guy makes me do so. <laughs> the best. It's the best. <coughs> best. You haven't done an auction league, Yofo? No, no. It's, it's auction. Auction is really good. It's the most fair way to draft. I mean, if if you're with just a bunch of casual guys. All right, I guess nobody has time for it. It takes longer, but it's not random. So, like, if we're in a league and we have a random draft, and I get the eleventh pick, I know I'm not getting you know the you know top guys. Where auction, if you want somebody, you go get him, bid on him. So much fun. You you guys play with real cash with these auctions? No, but no, you know, no. You get you get a certain oh. fake budget. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And All right, that sounds that, fun. yeah. I know Piazza's is loaded, but I'm not. No, 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 no. No, we're in leagues with Bianca Noti, so we can't compete with that. As far as if you're oh using real God. cash, Bianca, Bianca Noti. Yeah, I know he's Bianca Noti's loaded. Don't, I don't, yeah, don't give him any ideas. He'll want to start real cash. <laughs> this guy flies up from Florida just to attend fantasy drafts. It's hysterical. It must be nice. All right, let's. Nice. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, the Jets. We talked on list. Um, you know, last week we we brought up Dalvin Cook, and then shortly after, I guess our recording, it came out that he's visiting the Jets over the weekend, and he was on Good Morning Football on on the NFL Network. He visited the Jets, so now it's like, oh wow, this this could really happen. And here we are, Tuesday night, and he has not signed. He does like and ret, I guess retweet or reX. A lot of things that are mentioned about the Jets, which is a good sign. But I just the longer this goes, I feel like is is he really like is he just using the Jets? He hasn't visited yes. Miami or Dallas or anything like that yet. He's only visited the Jets, but is he just using them to get where he wants to be, which might be Miami? My my feeling is that is exactly what he's doing. Oh. He's saying all this stuff about the Jets, visits the Jets. If he really wanted to play for the Jets. And he would have signed a contract on Sunday when he visited. But he's I think he's using him just to get Miami's numbers up. He still has that offer on the table from the Vikings. So he's got a fallback. And maybe that's why no one's maybe, maybe the Jets didn't even make him an offer. I don't I don't know. Who told but, me I thought it was you who said that you heard they offered him two years eight. Yeah, I, I sent you that yeah, I sent you that tweet. Okay. Oh, so it was it was from it was somebody else's. To yeah, say. yeah, someone else. Someone else reported to it on on X. On X, but, you know, but I don't know how accurate it was, but I still think he's maybe that's just him. 
putting word out there just to get Miami to bump that number. He's not he's not a need for the Jets. He obviously is a luxury, which is understandable. Right. You know, damn good luxury to have, though. And when Aaron Rodgers went and redid his contract, which, by the way, he he went to them. He went and said, this is what I want to do. Um, and he, yeah, he, he wants today. Yeah, he wants them to have flexibility, you know, now if they need it at the trade deadline, which I am saying Devontae Adams, that's who I think might be in mind at the trade deadline, honestly, because the Raiders are going to suck. And in the future, one of his first, but as soon as he did that, he reached out to Dalvin Cook, you know, personally. Um, and, and, and that's when you saw Dalvin Cook, he, 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 he sent like a emoji of a football and and sunglasses and you know stuff like that. It was like right after that whole Aaron Rodgers thing. So Rodgers wants him. I don't know. Yeah, if he doesn't want the Jets, you know, Joe Joe Douglas should just say, you know what, that's our offer, and we're not going any higher. You know, you can come here, but we're not going to sit there and chase you down to try and get you to sign here. There's plenty of running backs that the Jets could bring in. <clears throat> and they've got they've got plenty on the roster, right? So right. I think Dalvin's just trying to keep his name the most relevant of the bunch. Like you know, uh-huh. you know Ezekiel Elliott's out there among so many other guys, but Dalvin Cook is the name that everybody's focused on because he's got you know a couple of different suitors right now. I'm sure as soon as we stop this recording within the hour, he'll probably he'll, he'll sign with the Jets. Don't have to wait until next week. Uh, um, we have football this week, guys. Yeah, so this, this week the, after uh, this is the first weekend of what till February that we that we have football now Thursday. What? Well, yeah, well, Jets play Thursday. Yeah, Hall of Fame game against Cleveland. Uh, no starters are playing, so we won't be we probably won't be seeing Rodgers at all in the preseason. Uh, actually, Coach Sala addressed that earlier. He said uh, earlier in uh, he said last week that he might play in, in against the Giants in that preseason game. Is that That's the third the game? Yeah. Well, their fourth. So, it will be their fourth game. Yeah, yeah, it'll be their fourth game. Yeah. Okay. So that'll probably be the only time that they see him. That we see Rogers on the field. All right, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't sometimes I don't need to see. Him. Sometimes I like to see the uh, the the younger guys play anyway. See yeah. We're gonna we're gonna see Zach Wilson on Thursday. We're gonna see uh, Roundley, this receiver, who undrafted free agent. Did you see that catch, Eric? Today. I did not know. Oh geez, it, it was it was ridiculous. Joe, but you saw that catch today, man? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, fucking. I'm sorry, I cursed again. <laughs> yeah. He's it's he looks right. like a player, but um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing Zach Wilson too. Just see him out there, where he's he's probably going to be a little bit more comfortable. He's going to be a little bit more at ease. Probably a little bit more confident working with with um with Aaron Rodgers. And I yeah, know. Like, Are good. No, I was just say lots of praise from Rodgers for uh. For Zach, talking about how important it is, and he realizes that you know this is going to give him a chance to just kind of like sit back, reset, and have a nice long uh, NFL career, hopefully. And get all that all that nonsense that was floating around in his head. Probably playing quarterback's not easy. I'm sure you guys we we can all understand that. Even if, right. even when I'm playing Madden and I'm dropping back, I'm looking at the rush and I'm like, I don't know who to throw the ball to. So imagine it's it's just a, such and to be that young. And just thrown out there, you know. Um, Joe Douglas actually admitted that it was a mistake not having Flacco in there to, to start the season. And, you know, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty, But there's yeah. always pressure where 
when you're a GM and you draft a quarterback that early in, in, in the draft, the pressure is to get him out there, see what you got, and then this is what happens where he's, he's his development is stunted because he was just not ready for it. No, no, it was it was it was pretty terrible. But at the same time, he might be sitting a little longer than he wants right now. Because Rogers and I know Yopo, you're not a hundred percent sold with Rogers. It, it it climbs up, it seems, every week. It's the curse. Uh, it's, it's, it's the, the curse. curse so. But he's he has said this now that this is a multi-year partnership with the Jets. It's yeah, you know, it's not I'm, yeah. I'm sold on all of that. I'm sold on his commitment to the team. Okay. I'm just what I'm not sold on is um just the success. It's just too good to be true. As Jet fans, this is just too good to be true. To have Aaron Rodgers and in the, the mind space that he seems to be in, where he's just like all about the team and he's just because this wasn't the Aaron Rodgers that we that the media was reporting on in Green Bay. Right. Totally different guy. You know, so I, I just want to fingers crossed. That's all. Because he's talking about um, somebody asked him about you know when you go down to you know to uh, Canton and play in the Hall of Fame game this week or not play but be there. Are you thinking about you know you when you enter the Hall of Fame? He's like, no, that's like eight nine years away. So you're thinking like, you, in it, you know, Three you're counting years. on your fingers eight, nine years away. That means, you know, that's five years after you retire, five years after you retire, you know, so, you know, getting a little excited. So I guess as long as he's healthy and his body feels good, he's going to be, he's going to be out there for the jets as long as yeah. everything works out. Right. And if those pieces are around him, like he wants, then he's not going to have to do too much either. You know, if he's got a healthy breeze hall or Dalvin cook, He's not going to have to throw the ball as much as he was forced to do that in uh, Green Bay. Well, I, I would love to have Dalvin and Brees just in the, in the backfield at the same time. Right. Just, I mean, that would just be incredible. Mm-hmm. It would be incredible, but I don't know. It might be a crowded backfield. Well, you know? if everyone buys in and is all about the winning, which it seems like everybody is, is, including Dalvin Cook, he said that he wants to go to a place where it'd be part of something special that could win and blah, 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 blah. You know, then he's going to accept not being a featured back. You know, he'll, he'll have a big part, but he's not going to be a featured running back like he was in Minnesota. Yeah. We got to hope that offensive line holds up too. Wherever Makai Becton ends up, wherever he ends up, whether he holds up. Well, he's playing Thursday. He's not even listed as a, he's, he's not starting for sure right now. He's, but he's going to play, right? He's playing Thursday at right tackle. Yeah. All right. This is so he doesn't get hurt. Right. But obviously we'll be talking a lot more about the Jets, the Giants. Eric, if you want to jump in and at some point in the fall and talk about it, the Islanders, go right ahead, but I'll, I'll probably be silent. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'm only a hockey, hockey guy guys. in the playoffs. Only in the playoffs. I'm, yeah, exactly. yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You All know, right. We'll have to get some guests here, on. but. When the playoffs are on, I'll be watching every game. All right, so we'll have to get some guests on to uh, yes, <laughs> we'll talk about that. All right, you guys have anything else? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, good. MLB trade deadline, Hall of Fame game. Guess that's gonna do it for New York Sports Beat this week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.